from the Nipty Studios and ROR Productions comes the latest hair-raising episode of Tales from the Trenches, dramatizations of cases ripped from the advance sheets. Today's episode, The Bell Dilemma. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of law, but of imagination. That's the CPL up ahead. It's open to section 510.10, securing orders. And the legal zone. All right, next case. People v. Lee on for arraignment. Your Honor, the people would like to make a bail application. Meet ADA Joanne Galloway. She's in court handling arraignments. It's been an otherwise unremarkable day. But she's about to run headlong into a conundrum in the form of CPL 510.10, subdivision 4T. What exactly is a qualifying offense for which bail can be set? And what must the people show at the bail? These were some of the issues about to confront ADA Galloway in the case of People versus Lee and in the legal zone. Very well, Ms. Galloway. I'll hear your argument. Between February 14th and March 18th, the defendant was arraigned on three different dates on four separate accusatory instruments. On February 14th, he was arraigned on criminal possession of stolen property in the 5th, a misdemeanor, and ROR. On March 3rd, he was arraigned on two accusatories. The first charged him with two counts of burglary in the third, a D felony. The second charged him with one count of burglary in the third. Defendant was again released, but now was supervised by pretrial services. Then, on March 18th, the defendant was arraigned on criminal mischief in the fourth, a misdemeanor, and released under pretrial services supervision. And all these charges accuse the defendant of burglarizing and damaging the property of restaurants? Yes, Your Honor, and today he is before you for arraignment on two more dockets, the first charging him with five counts of burglary in the third, D felonies, and the second docket charges him with criminal mischief in the fourth and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh, both A misdemeanors. The people are requesting that bail be set on the new docket that charges defendant with the five burglary thirds. These burglaries are eligible offenses for bail to be set pursuant to CPL 510.10, subdivision 4T. CPL 510.10, subdivision 4, allows the court the option of fixing cash bail on certain qualifying offenses. In subdivision 4T, the CPL converts an otherwise non-qualifying offense to a qualifying offense where the defendant is charged with any felony or class A misdemeanor involving harm to an identifiable person or property where such charge arose from conduct occurring while the defendant was released on their own recognizance, released under conditions, or had to be arraigned after the issuance of a desk appearance ticket for a separate felony or a Class A misdemeanor involving harm to an identifiable person or property. Further, the prosecutor must show reasonable cause to believe that the defendant committed the instant crime and any underlying crime. All must be shown in court and 
in the legal zone. Hey, who said that? I, I don't know, Your Honor. Well, it's correct. So just continue, Ms. Galloway. What is your reasonable cause to believe that the defendant committed the instant crimes you are seeking bail on and the underlying crimes that he was on liberty at the time? First of all, Your Honor, here are the first four dockets that the defendant was arraigned on prior to today, along with the supporting depositions for the misdemeanors. Ms. Galloway goes through the facts of all of the four prior dockets. And also, Judge, the defendant did not comply with the conditions of non-monetary release on the four prior dockets. For example, he didn't go to pretrial services appointments, and he also failed to appear in court on four prior dates. Thank you, Ms. Galloway. Mr. Van Owen, does the defense have any response? Well, thank you so much, Your Honor, and uh, the happiest of holiday seasons to you and the lovely uh, uh, Mrs. Your Honor. <laughs> well, I'll be as brief as possible while still zealously protecting my client's rights. Uh, to begin, uh, your magnificence should not consider the prior accusatories in determining whether the charges in accusatory number five are bail eligible. I have two reasons for this. Uh, firstly, the first four accusatories all contain hearsay in them, and so cannot possibly provide a basis for reasonable cause determination on them, as uh, CPL 510.10 subdivision 40 uh, requires. <laughs> and secondly, none of the alleged offenses even constitutes any uh, identifiable harm to persons or property, uh, again, as mandated by CPL 510.10 subdivision 40. I rest respectfully, Your Worship. Oh, thank you, Mr. Van Owen. Okay. First, the fact that an accusatory instrument relies on hearsay is not a bar to being used in a reasonable cause determination at a bail application. I refer you to People v. Franklin. The court may use the accusatory instruments and other information, including rap sheets, warrants, notices, and any other relevant information. While reasonable cause is not automatically made out by accusatory instruments, it could be sufficient depending on its detail. See People v. Conan. Here, I find that there are sufficient facts making out the reasonable cause requirement. Strike one for Mr. Van Owen. As to alleging harm to an identifiable person or property, this requires a bit of statutory interpretation. Does CPL 51010 subdivision 4T mean that it applies to any felony or rather only to felonies involving harm to identifiable people or property? A dilemma faces the court. The case law indicates that any alleged felony is sufficient Take a look at People v. Spano from the Second Department, which indicates that the language of CPL 510.10 subdivision 4T provides for two separate categories. One, all felony charges, and two, Class A misdemeanors with harm to identifiable people or property. Strike two for Mr. Van Owen. Thus, I will set bail on the new accusatory instrument charging the burglaries. Oh, no. Strike three. I'm aggrieved and devastated. Then so close to the holiday season. Thank you, Your Honor. I feel oddly at peace, but can't help wondering why everyone looks like they're in an old movie. Everything is in black and white. 
submitted for your approval a bail application with two lessons. One, accusatory instruments containing hearsay can be used to establish reasonable cause, in whole or in part, depending on how much information they contain. And two, the state of the law appears to be that any felony can be an eligible offense for CPL 510.10 subdivision 4T purposes, while class A misdemeanors must be shown to have caused harm to an identifiable person or property. Lessons learned in court and in the legal zone. Good night. This has been a dark and twisted episode of Tales from the Trenches. All of the cases mentioned in this episode, including their citations and much more, are available on Nipty's Prosecutor's Encyclopedia. This episode was written, directed, produced, and performed by your friends here at Nipty. And if you like Tales from the Trenches, be sure to tell a friend or two, or even some relatives. And don't forget, subscribe to the Nipty Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Except Spotify. We aren't on Spotify yet. So be sure to join us next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Trenches when we hear... Oh, Miss Galloway, I have a question. How much does Santa's sleigh cost? I don't know, Your Honor. Why nothing? It was on the house! Happy holidays from your friends here at Nifty. Thank you.